Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Friends, welcome to our time of prayer together. I'm pro-life leader Frank Pavone. I'm happy to serve as director of Priests for Life, the largest ministry in the church focused exclusively on ending abortion. I'm glad so many of you are with us in that battle. We're going to look at the Word of God, which is the Word of Life, which teaches us to choose life. We're going to take um, some time of prayer here. Let's put ourselves in the presence of God and in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, we come into your presence united with one another, united with love for all our brothers and sisters, born and unborn, asking your forgiveness today for the ways we have transgressed your commandment to love our neighbors, born and unborn. Forgive us our sins and keep our sins far from us in the future. Help us, Lord God, to delve into your word, to thirst for your word, to long to hear your word, to devour your word. It is our bread. It is our bread of life. It is our drink. It is our life itself. It is you, Lord God. You bring yourself to us as you bring us and speak us your word. And your word does not return to you empty. It accomplishes the purposes for which you send it. Therefore, send your word and give life. Protect the life in the womb. Protect all of us born and unborn. Send your word and bring forgiveness of sin. Bring enlightenment to the mind. Bring comfort to us in the midst of sorrow. Bring wisdom in the midst of decisions. Bring success to the work of our hands. And ultimately, Lord, bring resurrection from the dead. Your word will not return to you empty. Bless us today as we ponder your word. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Okay, a reading from the book of Exodus. When Moses came to the people and related all the words and ordinances of the Lord, they all answered with one voice, We will do everything that the Lord has told us. Moses then wrote down all the words of the Lord, and rising early the next day, he erected at the foot of the mountain an altar and twelve pillars for the twelve tribes of Israel. Then, having sent certain young men of the children of Israel to offer burnt offerings and sacrifice young bulls as peace offerings to the Lord, Moses took half of the blood and put it in large bowls, and the other half he splashed on the altar. Taking the book of the covenant, he read it aloud to the people, who answered, All that the Lord has said we will heed and do. Then he took the blood and sprinkled it on the people, saying, This is the blood of the covenant that the Lord has made with you, in accordance with all these words of his. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Friends, We are people of the covenant. God made several covenants with his people. And we're reading here about the covenant he made through Moses. The commandments are given to us, a code of the covenant, a whole way of life. God saying to his people, I'm entering into this special relationship with you. We're not equals. I'm your God, you're my people, I'm your master, you're my servants, but but I love you infinitely. Don't be afraid. I'm going to give you life, blessings. Here's how you are to live. And so the the code of the covenant is much more detailed than, than 
simply the Ten Commandments. But here's where we come to the crux of the issue. It's in this reading today. And I want you to understand the symbolism of this ritual because we live it ourselves when we come to worship Christ. If you're of a different denominations than Catholic and you come to the, to the gathering, when you come to the Lord's Supper, for us as Catholics, when we come to the Mass, when we receive communion, we are renewing now the new and everlasting covenant in the body and blood of Jesus Christ. Now, He is our God and we are His people. We've reflected already this week that the commandments are our life. So when we obey, and, 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 and ultimately, as we see in the New Testament, faith is an obedience. It's the obedience of faith. We say to the Lord, yes, I believe what you are saying. To believe what He is saying is not simply to say, well, He is saying to us that He is... Uh, Let's see, well, that he is uh, uh, the father who has sent the son. So we believe in that. But believing also applies to when he says his commandments. Lord, I believe that the way of life is to avoid killing, to avoid bearing false witness, to avoid adultery. I believe. It's the obedience of faith. That brings us life. Okay. And happiness and fulfillment and freedom. So God gives all these ordinances and commandments to the people through Moses. And then Moses has a question. So, you know, God does not not force us to do what is right. I mean, he does impose his law on us in the sense that, well, here we are, right? I mean, we didn't choose to to come into existence. We didn't choose when we would come into existence. We didn't choose and we don't choose whether we're going to be male or female. God chose that for us. And there's a lot of things we don't choose. There's a lot of things that are imposed on us. The law of gravity is imposed on us. If I step off a a, a cliff, I, I go down, not up. There are a lot of things that are imposed on us. But when it comes to keeping the commandments, when it comes to showing Him worship, worshiping Him alone, loving Him, serving Him, and loving our neighbor, we choose... We have the freedom. God doesn't impose on us the actual fulfillment of the commandments. So therefore, with the commandments, with the code of the covenant, comes a question. Comes a question. And that is, will you obey? Do you believe? Now, most of you were baptized as as children. You could not at that time, profess your faith. Not all denominations have the baptism of children. But even those who do, obviously ask of that person a free and faithful profession of that faith once they're able to understand. So we're asked, we always have to be asked that question. Do you believe? Here's what God has revealed. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, the Son died for us, rose from the dead, is coming back, forgives us, Do you believe? And we answer when we renew the vows of our baptism, yes, I believe. Will you reject sin? Will you reject Satan? Will you reject his works and his empty promises? It's a question. And we have to answer yes. Or if we're not going to obey, well, then we're saying no. It is a question. Now, what's happening in the reading that we just heard is that the people are being gathered, and this also needs to be noted, they're being gathered as a community. 
You know, when God gave the commandments, we read this the other day, he gathered them as a community in front of that mountain. And now he get, Moses gathers the community here in front of the altar. It's at the foot of the mountain. God has just spoken to us now. What's our response going to be? Obedience to the, community, obedience to the commandments, faithfulness to the covenant, and living the life of faith involves all of us being together. Yes, there is a one-on-one relationship that each person has with the Lord. Yes, there will be an individual judgment that each person has between the throne of God. But we have to live this faith in community. And that's crucially important because the way of the commandments and the life of faith, the ways of the Spirit and living as a new creation in Christ, define how we live with one another. All right. Now, I want to show you this beautiful symbolism of the blood. Let's use red. There are two bowls. Well, let's see how the reading, uh, how the reading talks about it. Well, there's several bowls, actually. But some of the blood, so there's bowls filled with blood. As Moses has read the words of the commandments... And then the people gave their answer. And he said, they said, all that the Lord has said, we will heed and do. Now, the people were gathered here in front of Moses. Let's say this represents the people, okay? And here was the altar of the Lord set up at the foot of the mountain with its pillars, the altar is there. Moses is here, leading the people. And he says, will you obey? And they say, yes, fiat. As Mary will later say, let it be done to me according to what? Notice, your word. The Lord spoke in thunder on the mountain, spoke and wrote the commandments on the tablets. Moses brings them and speaks again the word of the Lord. So let it be done to me according to your word. In the new covenant, that word becomes flesh. But we say yes. And then Moses, and here's the main point I want you to take away today, sprinkles the blood on the altar, the blood of these Sacrificial animals, peace offerings to the Lord. He sprinkles the blood on the altar, and then the other half of the blood, he actually sprinkles on the people. And in Scripture, we have these words in Leviticus chapter 17. The life of a creature is in its blood. Leviticus 17.11. Let me put that here. The life of a creature is in the blood. So the animal's blood being sprinkled here symbolizes life. And what does it mean then if that blood 
that is sprinkled on the people is sprinkled on the altar. Well, the altar represents God. And then the people are the people. So the same blood from the same sacrifice sprinkled on both indicates what? If the life is in the blood, it indicates the people sharing the life of God and God sharing his life with the people. Remember I told you uh, yesterday the commandments are not just a set of rules and regulations, do's and don'ts. It's about sharing the very life of God. It's, like, it's about becoming like God. God is truth, therefore I will be truthful. God is love, therefore I will love my neighbor. God is one, therefore I will worship him and not idols. God is life, therefore I will not kill the unborn. The commandments can all be understood as, i got to be like God. Better, more accurately to say, I've got to let God transform me to be like him. Well, that's what's being symbolized here. The blood splattered on the altar. The altar represents God. The blood splattered on the people. Notice, once they have said yes. He doesn't sprinkle it on them before that. God doesn't impose this on us. He sprinkles it on them after they answer that all-important question of whether they will heed and obey all that the Lord has said, be it done unto me according to your word. And they say yes. The blood is now on you. And we've been brought even deeper along this path because the blood on us is not the blood of bulls and goats anymore. The blood on us doesn't have to be splashed on an altar. God took the blood himself, human blood, in the Incarnation. And he shed that blood on the cross. And that's the blood we partake of. We ask Jesus, we see in the book of Revelation, those in the white robes, the robes, they're white, but they've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. That's unusual, right? You wash something in blood, it's going to be red. But when it's the blood of Christ, it makes you white, it purifies you of sin reconciles you to God. This is what Leviticus 17 talks about, not only that the life of the creature is in the blood, but that the blood makes atonement for sin. Christ's blood, above all, it was a foreshadowing of that. So when we partake of communion, and again, there are different denominational beliefs about what communion actually is, but when we participate in communion, when we share in the eating of the body and drinking of the blood of the Lord, You know, Paul makes it clear when he writes to the Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 10, you cannot partake of the table of the Lord and the table of demons. You're making a choice. That goes back to today's reading. The people are asked, will you heed and obey all that the Lord has said? Yes, well then you'll be sprinkled with the same blood that's on the altar. You'll share in the same life of God. But you can't do that and share in the life of demons. There's a division here. Like we were talking yesterday, choose the path of life and blessings, choose the path of death and curses, one or the other. Not both. Not both at the same time, anyway. So Paul says, drink the cup of the Lord. If you drink the cup of the Lord, you're making a commitment. You're making a commitment. When you come to communion, you're not just you know, receiving some kind of blessing for yourself. 
You're renewing your, your vows of obedience to the covenant. It's like renewing marriage vows. I'm married to the Lord now. I belong to Him. He is my God. We are His people. I will be faithful to His commandments. All of them. There's no exception here. There's no partial drinking the cup of the Lord. Uh, I'll drink the cup of the Lord to, to keep the first commandment, but I won't drink the cup about the second commandment. It's not like that. You're participating in the entire life of God. You're saying yes to all the commandments. The answer to the people here is, was not, I'll keep this commandment and that commandment, and I'll reject the other ones. The people answered all. That's the word here in this chapter. They said all that the Lord has commanded us we will heed and do. They didn't start making cafeteria uh, choices. Here's the point I want to make. Some people ask whether the pro-abortion politicians should be receiving communion. This passage today answers that question. What do you think you're doing when you go up in that communion line? What do you think you're doing? Engaging in some sort of personal, individual ritual that you own and that you define for yourself? What do you think you're doing? You're going up there in a communal event of obedience to the commandments of God. You're going up there renewing your vows of the covenant. You're going up there being sprinkled with the blood that is on the altar. You're drinking the blood. You're sharing the life of God and He's transforming you into Himself what do you, what makes you think you can do that and reject his commandments and his teachings? What makes you think you can do that? And then go along and say, oh, an abortion is okay. Who do you think you are? You're, 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 distur you're disfiguring the entire covenant worship of Almighty God. And some think, it's still a, uh, so, some think it's still a question. Even some religious leaders, oh, but we don't want to use the Eucharist as a punishment. What are you talking about? It's like the people coming and, and say, no, 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 we're not going to obey the commandments. We think the killing of babies is okay. What's Moses going to do? Is he going to sprinkle them with the water? With the, with the blood? What did, this idea, now I'm going to go take communion so I could show off as a faithful Catholic, maybe get some of their votes. And meanwhile, let me push abortion as hard as I can and get as many, as many laws passed allowing as many abortions as possible. I have the taxpayers pay for them, by the way. What a mockery. Of the entire covenant. We're supposed to be the people of God. Transformed by him. Lifted up into his life. What are we talking about here? So yes, friends, you know, let's not take this question lightly. We talk about these people, should they be receiving communion? It's, it's a biblical answer to this. It's not about church politics and, and superficial answers. These are deep, deep issues that go back to us. Will we heed and do all that the Lord has commanded us? 
today is the bride of Christ. As members of his body, as living stones of his temple, as living branches on the vine, we say a resounding yes. All that the Lord has commanded we will heed and do. We will be the people of life. Let us pray. Father, we are in awe today. In total awe. That you have called us into a covenant. You've revealed to us who you are by giving your commandments. You've invited us to share your life, sprinkling us with the blood that is also on the altar, letting us eat and drink the body and blood of your incarnate Son. Lord, we are in awe, and we cannot even find words to express the shame that we have over our past sins. There's no words for it, Lord God. Even breaking the slightest commandment, we disfigure the entire covenant. Oh Lord, let us take our worship seriously. When we dare approach your altar, we are renewing vows. We are saying a profound yes. Bless us and keep us faithful. Bring back to the faith those in our families who have strayed. Keep us ever close to you. Obedient, especially, Lord, when it comes to the respect for life. You who share your life with us, you want to share it with the unborn, and may we defend that. May we defend them, may we defend you. May we be deeply pro-life. We pray now in the words that Jesus gave us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. To the one who said, Fiat, let us pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Thanks, friends. God bless you. Share this video. Connect with me on social media at Fr Frank Pavone on all the platforms, at FR Frank Pavone. Donate to our ministry. Thanks for your support, and we will talk to you soon. Hello, I'm Evangelist Alveda King. Our team at Priest for Life produces many books, pamphlets, audio and video presentations, and other resources to help you protect the unborn. I invite you today to visit our online store at ProLifeProducts.org and see the many helpful resources you can get for yourself, your pro-life group, and your church. God bless you. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.